Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Life Coaching. This is Noelle today hosting us because I have a special guest. One of our most popular instructors is Deanna Moffitt. Hello, Deanna. Hi, Noelle. It is a thrill to be here, my friend. I'm so glad that we get to do this together. We've known each other for maybe six, seven years now. Yeah, I think it's been seven years. Yeah, about that. And, um, you know, in in the way that coaching goes, I love being able to highlight all of the amazing relationships that come out of the space of coaching because everybody's so gosh darn good at being in relationship with each other. And um, you are no exception to that rule. So thank you for all you do for Lumia, your partnership, your instruction, and just all you put into the world. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks, Noelle. It's, a, it's really, it's one of my greatest joys is this partnership that I have with Lumia. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to dive into powerful questioning today. That is one of the classes that you teach for us. Um, we get reviews all the time for our students that it's one of one of the favorite classes that we run at Lumia. But before we do, could you give our listeners the opportunity to get to know you a little bit as a human? Who are you? Where are you? What do you do as a coach? Any other juicy tidbits? Mm, well, I'm in Los Angeles in what I like to call the best neighborhood in Los Angeles. It's Los Feliz. Mm. And um, it's right at the base of Griffith Park. And I'm a dog mom to Tori. And um, I think I, um, I kind of facilitator. I think one of the things I love is I spent years doing improv in Chicago. And um, I love kind of that being in the moment space that really connected facilitation does because you really mm. don't know what's going to happen in the room. And over the years, I've learned with all the facilitation I've done in many different forms and fashion that people really learn best when they're having fun. So mm. That's the kind of energy I like to bring into the class, and I think uh, it's it's one of the reasons why it might be one of the higher rated. Uh, all the all the courses are great, but I think there's just something that happens in a room when you know that you don't know what's about to happen, and let's see yeah. what we create together. Absolutely, and I think that that thank you, you know, first of all for the intention that you bring to every educational experience, and that is a really great lead into the topic of powerful questioning itself mm -hmm. because at least in the way that I think about it powerful questioning in coaching is designed to bring both the coach and the client into that space of I wonder what's going to happen next mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about your just perspective on questioning, powerful questioning, how it fits into coaching and why it's a useful skill. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's a differentiator between what a lot of people think is coaching, which is really giving advice, 
you know, one of the questions I often ask in the class is how many of you are someone in your life that your family and friends come to to help solve their problems? Mm. And, you know, almost three quarters of the class almost always is raising their hand. And I said, and how many of you two, two weeks later, that same person is coming to you with that same problem and you're thinking, I've already told you what to do. Why are you coming back to me? <laughs> like, why? And I said, the, the reason why is because you're, serve, you're, you're solving their problem from your map of the world and your map doesn't fit on someone else's map. Right. And right. our role of coaches is really to help our clients explore their map. And the only way that we can do that is through the art of questioning, of kind yeah. of, you know, it's like the, the, the guide on the trail is instead of, you know, showing them, you know, the, pointing out the different rocks, the different hills, the different mountains, we're pointing them out with our questions. And then letting them explore their terrain of their own personal map. That's such a beautiful metaphor. And it, it illustrates um, so purposefully the work of coaching that when we're moving into the space of questioning, there are things that we may see, hear, or observe about our client's journey. But we can't rely on our own assumption set of, you know, making meaning of that stuff. The only mm -hmm. position that meaning can possibly come from is inside of the client. And you said something really important that questioning is actually an art form. Mm. What does that mean to you as someone who I truly consider to be a master coach? Oh, thanks. You know, I think it's a I think coaching is a co-creative process and we are creating our realities through the conversations that we're having and not just the conversations externally with a coach, but also the conversations in our heads. And these questions really are the lens with which we experience the world. And I'll give you an example because I, I think, you know, I always say if you ask, excuse my language, if you ask a shitty little question, you're going to get a shitty little answer back, right? If you, if you ask a small question, you get a small little answer back. But we do this to ourselves all the time. Like, what's wrong with me? Why can I ever figure this out? You know, your, your brain loves to answer a question. But when we give it small little landscapes to answer, it comes back with these small little weeds of an answer, right? These small little mm. But by asking a more expansive question to allow us to explore different areas of our map that we've never been on before, then that is a really co-creative process of saying, oh my gosh, I've never seen that before in that way. I've never experienced life in that way through that question. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, one more time. Uh, <laughs> as I was listening to you, what came up for me is the lens of how and why this works from a neurobiological perspective. So our brains have so much functionality and yet they're lazy. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about asking ourselves the small questions, what is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? What the brain does is reroute itself to a previous memory set and basically shows um, 
the slides of all of our past experiences. And what you're describing is forcing the brain of the client in, in a strategic partnership with a coach to look beyond the slideshow of what we know, what we've done before, what we've experienced before, and make the brain work as it is capable of mm. to push out with alternatives. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's really hard to ask ourselves bigger, broader questions. That's because of the availability heuristic. It's ex- yep. it, it's because of that exact function where the brain is like, you know, I have a lot to do. Let's just <laughs> let's just take this shortcut to what we know. Right. Um, and one, you know, that has an evolutionary purpose, and it, it's a really simple one um, for keeping us alive. Because mm-hmm. if if where we we were out in nature you know, during the time when we were foraging for food and we had a memory of a berry, chances were the the berry didn't kill us the first time. And so there's a direct correlation between memory and survival. But in the weird, wacky world of 2022 and beyond, where none of the templates that we've ever run before can be called, you know, truly effective. We're almost in this point as a civilization where we have to start pushing out into the what if. Yeah. Yeah. So as a coach, as you're, you're thinking about this and saying, you know, oh my God, you know, Noel and Deanna are talking about this and this sounds uh, pretty important and pretty hard. As a trainer, where do you start with folks? Mm-hmm. What do you think about in terms of introducing this skill set to people who, who are new to it? Yeah, great question. You know, that was, I like to come back to the very beginning because we are conditioned out of our curiosity. Mm-hmm. And this comes, uh, uh, it's a book called The Most Beautiful Question. And, um, you know, in it, it hypothesizes that we grow up very curious. You know, when you're three, four, or five years old, the question you want to ask is why, why, why? But oftentimes when we go into traditional schooling, and this is no slam on traditional schooling or teachers, I think there's a great deal of work and stress that they're put under, but they're also required to get a certain level amount of ed- or information across. Yeah. And oftentimes the question is one way, come, meaning they come from the teacher. Did you get this? Do you understand this? And the space for curiosity becomes limited. And you can see that as you go through school and you can see that even kids get conditioned out of that curiosity when, you know, there's kids sitting in the front of the row and they're always raising their hands and three rows back, everyone was, you know, tilting their head back and going, oh my gosh. And then you see it in college, you know, and you sit in those big stadium classrooms, you can take yourself back there and there's two or three people in the front row, super curious and wanting to ask questions. Everyone else is just rolling their eyes and come on, we just got to keep moving forward. And then it goes into the corporate world where questioning just isn't encouraged. You know, yeah. you sit in the conference room and the one person who has any, has any curiosity or questions about a project that's moving forward is now seen as a troublemaker. It's like, no, we got to just keep moving. And so our world and we can really see this in our zeitgeist right now, our world is not very curious. That is not a celebrated quality to have. You're 
you're supposed to do what you were supposed to do. And curiosity can often be seen as a troublemaker. Yeah. And so I like to introduce it kind of like um, going back to the basics and just helping people define what kinds of questions there are, closed and open and um, run on questions and, um, you know, what happens when we ask a why question. So very kind of basic. But in the class, I also give them challenges that are outside of the homework is I really believe that when we become a better questioner in all areas of our life, with our families, with those we love, with the people we work with, then we just become naturally better questioners as coaches. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, thank you for sharing your methodology. My, my brain went in so many different directions as I was listening to you all the way to the downfall of civilization. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I was reminded of, of something that I'm, I'm working on in, in my own, um, coaching practice with my own clients, of which there are two, you know, let's be real. Mm-hmm. I run a company. I, I, I don't coach that much, but I do because I love it. And it's important to me to develop my craft. And one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot recently is how we have become disconnected as humans. Mm-hmm. And what you triggered for me in thinking about how we've been disconnected from our own uh, ability to invoke curiosity has so much to do with our entire sensory experience. Do we take the time to literally smell flowers? Mm. Do we take the time to taste and savor our food versus just wolfing it down? Do we take the time to appreciate what clean sheets feel like when we first get into bed? And and this is, I feel, part of what coaching does as a, a discipline that's really built for our time is reacquainting people with the magical parts of being human that thinking about planetariums, you know, we, we have stories of constellations because once upon a time people laid in the grass outside and stared at the stars and found shapes in them. And what would it be like for our world if we put that lens of um, availability to be able to get curious and ask questions of ourselves and each other? Mm. Yeah, that's really great, Noel. As you're thinking about this, um, both in in your own practice and how you use powerful questions, what is important to remember um, when using powerful questions as a technique? Mm. You know, I I went and got certified in appreciative inquiry several years ago uh, when I when I actually was asked to teach this class and I, I really wanted to become great at asking questions. And so appreciative inquiry became an experience of understanding where our focus is when we ask questions. Ooh. Right. So am I going to be focused on the problem that you're having or is my question, which is going to be the lens for the direction you're going to look towards is it going to be toward opportunity? Is it going to be looking for toward potential expansion or solution? Because oftentimes what happens is we really romanticize the problem and we really want to dive in and focus on the problem. 
And I'm just not that interested <laughs> in the problem. I'm way more interested in what you want to create, what you want to build, what you want to experience. And I'll let someone else have the conversation with you around your problems. That's awesome. And, and, and I, I'm, I have so many questions, but you know, thinking about appreciative inquiry and that specific training of, you know, setting up the focus of the question before you ask it is a, a beautiful demonstration of how questioning is truly an art form. Mm, yeah. I imagine that like anything else at first when you start questioning in that way, it can feel a little clunky. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, because you really have to think about what where is where do I want my client to look? And, and I say that, you know, metaphorically, but where do I want them to put their focus? And, you know, if you think about the kind of questions we do here, it's almost always about the problem. You know, what's wrong? Yeah. You know, why are you feeling that way? Da, da, da. And we really do a great job of diagnosing the problem. But I found that my clients already know what the problem is. <laughs> you know, they don't, yeah. they can, they can dissect that. They've thought about that morning, noon, and night. Um, but what we don't spend a lot of time on is, and what else do you want? What else do you want to create? What else do you mm. want to experience? So can you walk us through, it, it, to the best of your ability, what happens in your brain when you're setting up a question where you're directing the focus of it? So if I am coming in um, with a problem and I'm saying, mm -hmm. Tiana, I am, and this is true, uh, I, I am three hours away from taking a week off. I am so burnt out. I um, am exhausted. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm doing my best work. And I just need to get the hell out of this week so I can go on vacation and be away for a little while. Mm. And I'd say that sounds exhausting, Willow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. then I, I really want you know, you know you to kind of be ready to move into that experience and say, you know, it sounds like you've had a really exhaustive time of it. What do you want to experience in the first five hours of your vacation? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, so let me just tell you what happened for me. And this is why questioning can be so powerful is mm -hmm. you didn't let me stay in my misery. No. Right. You didn't let me stay there. You didn't let me wallow. You 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 forced me out of it, and and basically forced me to time hop mm. into the future of like yeah. this. This is temporary. This is solvable. There is life on the other side, and in the span of about thirty seconds, you completely shifted my emotional state towards <laughs> hope. <laughs> and getting to do something differently. Hell yes. <laughs> you know what's so crazy is this is so true. You can feel your energy change. Like, if everyone was just listening and how she was explaining what was going on, couldn't you all just hear the energy exchange when she said, hell yes, like 
that's what <laughs> happens when you refocus your question. You're like, all of a sudden there is potential, there is opportunity, there are options that I haven't been able to see yet because I've been focused on the problem. Yes, yes. And and this is why Deanna is our master teacher of powerful questioning. <laughs> because it's so good. Okay. Um, what is it like inside the Lumia classroom? What's it like to be inside your classrooms at Lumia? Because I know you give so much to our, yeah. our humans. Um, I have to say it, you know, I've been doing it now. You and I met because I went through a, an early, early iteration of Lumia and um, came out of it and gave a suggestion to John Kim, who was, who was you know, the original founder. And I said, I think you need to have a class on questioning. And he goes, oh, would you teach that? And I was like, John, <laughs> I, haven't yeah. a, I haven't even had a client yet. But, you know, John, building as we go. But I was so glad I said yes to it because what it allows me to do, you know, I said I did improv earlier. For me, being able to light up a room and allow them to see the application of questioning and the application of curiosity, that is just so exciting for me. Because I think that class in particular, because it's somewhat early in the program, I would say it's about a third in the program, it truly can be life-changing. Because all of a sudden, the students can see there is a different way to not only engage with future clients, but there's a different way for them to engage with themselves and their families and their loved ones simply by shifting their intention behind the questions. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to be able to have that as an offering for folks. And that takes so much of the pressure off to Mm -hmm. be right or to know or to fix or to solve, because that is exhausting in and of itself. And I feel that when folks are just starting out on the path of coaching, there's this pressure to show up and perform as a coach, that I need to perform in session. I need to show that I'm worth it. I need to show that um, my client is deriving value from this experience. And it's actually quite the opposite. And that takes time to accept and get used to. And this is a beautiful portal into that space of not knowing and of curiosity. Oh, can I just say yes to that? Because Noel, I so remember when I first started out coaching and that you, I think every new coach goes through this. We have to feel like we prove our value and you're so right. It does take a little time. And I, I just remember the time period when I realized, oh, it's not about me. Oh, yeah. Right? Then it, all of a sudden, that what you expressed was like you can just settle in and be with your client. It's so much more about being than it is about doing when you really start excelling as a coach. Oh, yes. And that's one of the best things that happens as people grow in their coaching skill set is my observation across the board, myself, others, people I've known for years and years and years in the coaching spaces, everybody seems to get really chill. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. I mean, there was a time when I got out of coaching school where I wasn't, and I had thankfully a couple of friends tell me, you know, I, do, I don't really want to be coached right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you come out and you want to help everybody. But boy, there is just this loving chillness that can come out when you realize, oh, I don't have to solve anybody's problems. Oh my gosh, this is great. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just I just have to hang and believe mm-hmm. in people yeah. and, and help them believe in themselves by asking really good questions about yeah. what they want. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. So to all of our nuggets and muffins out there who are are circling, who want to become coaches, who have doubt, um, you've been in this space for a long time. Um, it is evident that you're very good at what you do and, and find joy in it. What advice would you give to aspiring coaches? Hmm. You know, I think coming in with a desire and, and understanding that the journey is not just about the people you're going to help, but also more importantly, it's about yourself. Mm. And I think coaching accelerates the evolution of your humanness. And I always Ooh. believe that, you know, our, our greatest purpose is to evolve into the human that we desire to be. And I do think that's an evolution. But I think becoming a coach can really just help speed that process up. Not that it's ever done. In my mind, I don't know that it's ever done, but you're just surrounded by really great, cool people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think coming in with an understanding that perhaps even before you get an opportunity and change the world through your clients, you get an opportunity to really change yourself. Yes. Diana, thank you so much for hanging out today. Um, You, outside of Lumia, have a really um, beautiful and robust practice with so many opportunities for people to connect with you. Where can folks find you? Well, you can find pretty much everything I'm involved in at my link tree, which is linktree.dianamoffitt.com. And my name has a lot of double letters in it. So you got to make sure you hit all the N's, all the F's, and all the T's. Um, but that's a great place. Or you can just go to my website at deannamoffitt.com. Awesome. And if you ever need to reach Deanna through Lumia, please write to us. We'd be happy to help you get in touch. And um, I hope that you will see so many of our listeners in your classroom. Oh, Soon. I love that. Yeah, I love it. I'm <laughs> going to tell you right now, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Thank you again. And we will do this again soon. Thanks, Noel. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.